What's up, guys? I'm super excited for this one today because there's so much psychology that goes on, especially right now with our changing market and all the things that are going on and our clients. And oftentimes we get caught up in the hustle and bustle. At the end of the day, relationships will always beat algorithms, as my good jo friend George Bryant says. And psychology is absolutely something you need to understand, whether you have a psychology degree like myself or not. It's huge for your real estate business. Stay tuned. We're going to dive in. Welcome to the Real Estate Agent Playbook, helping you win at the game of real estate every day. Here is your host, Jeremy Kane. What's up, guys? Jeremy Kane, the Real Estate Agent Playbook. Thank you so much for joining me, podcast, YouTube. Uh, do all the things. Share it if you like it. Share it with your favorite real estate agent. I do this to help agents become successful. And I also partner with agents, uh, over you know 60 agents currently in my downline to help you understand and dive into what this means to your business. But we start here on the YouTube and the podcast as a general you know, place to come and get a ton of value and knowledge. So let's get right into this. As a psychology major, graduated from Colorado State University, uh, people are always like, oh, psychology works really well in real estate. I've never really thought about exactly why, but we're gonna talk about it. So buying and selling a home is extremely emotional. Um, different, you know, chemicals triggered in your brain, whether it's dopamine or norepinephrine or all the things that uh, that happen in your brain. And we won't get into the crazy science, but it's very important to understand what our clients are going through. And it's a little bit different, right? There's so much stuff, the emotional triggers that a buyer and a seller and all of the things along the process play into. And the truth about all of this is as an agent, uh, you don't have to be an expert in psychology. You just have to be one step ahead of where your client, who is typically novice in you know the real estate transaction or the real estate process, is. And so you just have to be one step ahead of where your client is feeling. If you could get two and three steps ahead, you're absolutely changing the game, but you can't get too far ahead or you know, you'll get stuck. So what we need to focus on is first identifying what our clients are going through. If you have not purchased a home recently or, you know, maybe not even at all and you're an agent, a newer agent or even an experienced agent and you have not gone through the process as a client, you should challenge yourself to put yourself in their shoes as much as humanly possible. The truth is you probably can't do that if you haven't done it yourself. But I even look at myself and although I've bought and sold many, many homes, a personal residence is only something I've bought and sold twice. Um, and a lot's changed since the time I had done that. So staying consistent and understanding any changes, um, any changes to the lending process, any changing to the title process, any changes that have occurred um, since you experienced that yourself will make a difference on your reaction. And so it's really about identifying where your client is, buyer, seller, what's going on, and, and you know, really relating. Because the cool part about this industry is every transaction is different. And a lot of that is due to the emotional and psychological state of our clients when they're going through the process. So let's talk about buyers. The psychology behind buying um, it starts early, right? And I noticed this kind of pretty recently when I had, you know, some clients that were a little bit hesitant to reach out to the lender. If you've had a client that's hesitant to reach out to a lender when you're like, okay, you want to buy a house, call this stranger and tell them everything about your financial 
life, please comment below and tell me about that or throw me a thumbs up and we'll we'll talk about that and have some engagement. But absolutely, this is something that's first and foremost out of the gate. Hi, you know, I'm so-and-so with so-and-so lending team. Uh, tell me everything about yourself. Tell me about your credit card debt. Tell me about your back child support. Tell me about your child support. All of these things, and they bring up negative emotions. So we have to understand that our clients, by talking to a lender, are going to go through that negative emotional phase. This is why I have my scouting trip to get people excited to appeal to the positive emotions because I know that if they have anything negative on their credit, they're going to have to you know, be called to task by the lender to talk about that, work through it, letter of explanation, you know, get a, a verification of something from a creditor or an employer, whatever that looks like. And that's definitely something that could be uncomfortable at times. So I want to appeal to their emotions first by doing the scouting trip, getting them in the homes, getting them excited about the thing before I just dump them into this lending partner who may or may not have, have some um, tough questions for them to answer. So as the buyer, that's kind of the first hurdle. Once we get past that hurdle, then we have the buyer's remorse, right? We're under contract, we're excited, you know, kind of got over the lending conversation or that one negative thing that came up. Now we're here, you know, under contract to purchase our home. Now comes, oh my goodness, I'm purchasing a home for half a million dollars, a quarter million dollars, whatever that is. Most of them, usually all of them have never purchased something of that value. Now we are using leverage and we talk about the power of leverage and why, you know, real estate is a completely different ball game as far as leverage because we're not leveraging our cash investment we're leveraging the entire you know amount of the property um, and gaining at you know pretty pretty amazing rates typically um, on average especially here in the denver market so we have to kind of bring it full circle and say okay this is what you're doing yes you're buying a half million dollar property but you're only bringing fifty thousand dollars to the table and you know fifty thousand dollars not to say that's a lot of money However, $500,000 growing at 5% on average or 6% on average here in our market, you know, is X amount of, of gain over a two or five or whatever your period. Not to mention you have control of your mortgage numbers and those aren't going to kind of balloon on you unless you're in some kind of an adjustable rate mortgage and so on. So we, we kind of bring it back down full circle and understanding that kind of highs and lows, peaks and valleys that these buyers go through. Um, and then once we're kind of through the buyer's remorse and we have the inspection and the appraisal and, you know, those things that could come up and, you know, create conversations or concern. Um, and then we move forward. Then we resolve it. In Colorado, our, you know, inspection resolution, appraisal resolution are all resolutions. So they're resolutions to the problem. And then we're moving through through the process and it's closing day. And then they have the stress of moving and getting all that stuff going on. So it's an extremely stressful process and stress is managed differently by every single different human on the planet. And so we as agents have to be there to encourage and have empathy. And, you know, at the end of the day, if if the stress gets too big or at something's uncovered that would make this not a great purchase, we have to understand that it's okay to pull out of a contract based on your legal rights um, due to certain circumstances and maybe not close that transaction. And that's exactly where the psychology as an agent comes in, right? Because you've worked so hard and you know your paycheck is literally zero for all those hours if it doesn't close, but that relationship will go much further. So as we move from the buyer to the seller, the seller, okay, this is absolutely massive. Sellers are excited. They've seen the market. They've seen all this appreciation. 
but they always want to get that top dollar, right? They're proud of what they've done to their home. They're proud of the improvements they've made. Um, they're proud of the investment that they made in showing that, but they want to maximize it, right? We're humans. Um, typically, this is the chance to maximize, you know, an investment that they feel they have a little skin in the game for. And that's why ourselves as real estate agents are valuable to them is how do we maximize this? Certainly, it's going to cost you some money to work with a professional. However, um, this is what I'm bringing to the table. I'm going to try and get you over. This is what I think your home's worth. I'm going to try and get you a little bit more, you know, and get it appraised and do all the things so that you can essentially, if you're happy with this number and we get this number, you're, you might even get a little profit, but we're going to pay, pay my fees or, you know, however you explain that to them. Um, but understanding your value in that, getting that max value. And it starts with listening, right? I tell the story often about how I had a client who had listed her home twice, hadn't sold in a pretty decently hot market, great neighborhood. Um, and she was frustrated with how it was marketed. There was different things that had happened. One of the things was that, you know, she, she felt it was a huge selling point that you could walk to the grocery store and the schools um, without crossing a busy street. Of course, I heard her say this over and over and over again. So I'm listening and I know that that's a key point. Well, when I did the listing video, I definitely highlighted that with drone footage, with my words, what I said. And this was something that she included in my testimonial that was a difference between working with me and working with somebody else who wasn't listening to what she felt was important in order to market the property. Certainly, we are experts in marketing properties. That's our job. However, listening to the things, especially with an emotional seller who's attached to that investment, to what they've done to the home, is absolutely key. So if you're going to properly identify where your clients are, we are going to have to listen to them and maybe not communicate right away. I, you know, acknowledge the fact that she was talking about that, but it wasn't until I mentioned it in the video that was then, you know, syndicated across all the social medias and everything that she really realized that I was listening. I was different. And so having that, and that was huge to her. We ended up selling the property for $50,000 over ask, got more than she thought she could for it. She was absolutely elated when she had a negative experience due to some circumstances with, with the other agent. So just listening and having that and cluing in to what's important for your seller, because it's not just a transaction to them. Even if it is an investor, a hardcore investor, and it's, you know, buy, sell, 1031 exchange, it's more than that, right? Because we're dealing with people's money, we're dealing with people's livelihood, and that's super important. So you have to clue into their why, as much as, you know, we talk about our why as agents and why we do it, we have to clue into our client's why in order to really understand and serve them to the fullest and have them walk away a happy customer. So all of this, the listening through the process, grabbing onto names and birthdays and anything we can do to, you know, connect with our client, right? All of this is just building trust and empathy, right? If they have to tell you three times what their criteria is, that means they understand you weren't listening. Maybe you're too busy. Maybe, you know, you don't care as much about their relationship versus their transaction. And so that listening piece and then showing it, right? How do you show empathy? How do you bring that up, right? For my client, the seller, I, I was able to show her the video and she heard that I heard her. And so that showed her that I really cared on a different level than most agents that she had dealt with in the, in the past. So if you are able to listen and communicate, 
you are going to build that trust and build that empathy with your clients. And this is absolutely the case. And then understanding what they're going through, right? Certainly, you know, we have these inspections and I could go through an inspection and know exactly what we're, we're going to object to and what, you know, the seller is going to say. However, there's two variables in there, the buyer's feelings and emotions and the seller's feelings and emotions. And so we have to not only listen to what the buyer wants and go from there, but we also have to present it in a way that would allow us to win, you know, the negotiation. So using using the psychology piece, you know, from taking your clients, right, and guarding their emotions and and maybe their feelings from the other side in order for the other side to actually accept what we're asking to do is all in the presentation. And so that's that's absolutely massive as well is the psychology of, you know, kind of guarding the client's feelings, right? Well, that's crazy, you know. I can't believe they did that or I can't believe they painted it blue or whatever. You want to keep those things to yourself as and understand what's important. So sift through some of the, you know, surface level emotions and sift through the important stuff. Okay. I'm not handy. I absolutely need, you know, that concrete taken care of or that, you know, framing fixed in the basement, whatever that is, you have to take that information, present it in a way that, you know, you can get a win for your buyer as the seller. Likewise, you get an inspection objection on the seller side. Boom, boom, boom. A million different things. Everyone's overwhelmed. You have to sit down, break it down. Okay, first of all, how much is all of this going to cost? Because some line items on an inspection objection could be 100 bucks, right? Some could be 100,000, depending on what it is. So you have to break it down, bring it back to reality, and then say, okay, like, you know, we're going to have to probably fix this regardless of if we sell it to this buyer or the next buyer. So this is something we should probably take a look at. Well, if we do this, this, and this, they'll probably, you know, give up on the, you know, minor thing here, or maybe even one major thing if we handle a bunch of the minor things. So you look at it from a psychology perspective, present it in a way that's like, okay, we're just trying to get to the end here. They're trying to get, you know, a house that's solid that they can feel comfortable moving into as a solid investment. You're trying to get the most out of your house and and be, you know, rewarded for everything you've done for it. So just appealing through that psychological the inspection is one of the most tactical pieces of my client relationship is building it, making all parties feel like they won so that we can move forward and get to the closing table is absolutely key to my real estate business and should be to yours. So ultimately, psychology is something that I do truly use every single day in my real estate business. And it's not because I, you know, went to the classes and passed the stats class and passed the, you know, sensory uh, psychology class and the sports psychology class, all those classes. It's because you have to just be present and dial into what matters for your client. And a lot of times people wear their heart on their sleeve, right? That's kind of a cliche, um, but that'll tell you a lot on how to proceed, how to, you know, go forward with the transaction, right? Say, you know, they feel a little beat up at, you know, negotiations from going under contract and they're ready, raring to go for the inspection. You just mentioned to them that the inspection is for education on the property. We just want to make sure that you're making a safe investment and that, you know, some, you know, major things may be coming up. Oh, there's something that, you know, is a major issue right now that needs work. Well, let's ask for it. Right. But let's not nickel and dime. Let's not try and make up, you know, all the lost on, you know, the the contract negotiation right here. And so it's very important to understand, talk about that, manage their psychology and their emotions throughout and communicate appropriately. And above all else, show empathy and understand. And I sometimes have to remind my new agents that I train and coach, you know, understand that this is a much bigger 
deal to them, probably the biggest deal they've ever been involved in. So you have to understand that what they want to go forward, you know, maybe it's a bad idea. Maybe you're coaching them against it. That's what we're taking forward. Right. And, and you have to develop the skills. And as you get experience, you will have the skills to make sure that what you're presenting is absolutely you know, in line with getting a win for your client. So um, that's all I just wanted to touch on that. I thought it was really cool um, that it came up. And I've been thinking a lot about the psychology of buyers and sellers as the market shifts and shifts back. Um, and so I wanted to bring that to you today. If you liked what you heard, throw me a thumbs up. If you've had experience with some of this and want to put a comment below, I absolutely encourage that. If you're listening on the podcast, I appreciate that. That community is growing. Um, a review on the podcast platform you listen to would be absolutely appreciated as well as sharing this with your, your favorite realtor. We'll talk to you soon. Have a good one.